Hey everybody, welcome back to the Business Student Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and on today we're going to be continuing on with the career hunt, and we have an amazing guest on. We have Even Morin on. Even Morin is a recent accounting and finance graduate from DCU Business School and currently is pursuing a Master's of Accounting at UCD Smurfit Business School. Her previous work experience includes an internship in Mazar's Audit Department and PwC's Deals Advisory Department. And we've also are currently working on a project and organized within the EU called EUCA, where we're encouraging young people to vote in next year's elections. So welcome, Evan. It's great to have you on. Thank you. EUCA's fun. Definitely recommend going to their events. How many countries have we been to? <laughs> Three out of four. So it's grand. We'll talk more about the um, EUCA and what they stand for, but us girlies, we, we, love, we love geopolitics. <laughs> But um, to go into the first question, even since you've done a whole degree on accounting and finance in DCU, we have listeners that are just about to go into college that are in their first year, second year. But this question I'm about to ask you is like your first years. What advice would you give first years um, that are going to be studying accounting and finance? I think I have probably a couple of points to cover. But one of the first ones would probably be like get to know the industry a little bit like accounting it's like like in accounting there's just so many types of accountants as well like tax advisors are accountants like deals advisors are a lot of the time are accountants you can go into consulting from it and then it's there's auditing and then there's financial advisors and like in-house in-house finance teams like it's a lot broader of a career than you probably think it is and I'm just I would recommend like explore the industry like who are the big employers what's the most typical graduate route and what other non-traditional graduate routes can you go after mm-hmm. your degree and then probably a second one we obviously like it's a first year have fun have fun societies yes yeah, I need societies I think I remember when I was in first year I, I remember I did it during COVID so they reduced the society price to like two euro and I think I joined about 10 societies Same. and like probably the most of them were like very stupid societies but like two of like you have fun you meet people and then I think like two, I was like, oh, I'll balance it out with a bit more serious society. So I joined like consulting and investment. And like surprisingly, they ended up being like my favorite. Like mm-hmm. you got like a lot of like hands-on experience. Like you were doing like client projects or you're like trying to, they have like an investment society. They have like student managed funds. And it's a really good way to learn about like investing, even just for, like for your own like personal interest in the future. Like how do you pick out stocks? How do you value them and everything? And then in consulting, you got like a lot of how to, do client presentations or like what's an actual process in a consulting project plan and like they're just they were two of my favorites but there was also I remember when I was in second year or third year I joined Speakeasy with Amanda yes, baby. I had lots of fun there and you like I met so many people in Speakeasy and then there was like tennis society that I never went to like, anyway <laughs> just but just like have fun join societies get to know people like societies are definitely a good way to meet people outside of the course I yeah. don't know like, sometimes you meet your friend group in your course and then that's just it but like true society, like me and Amanda weren't in the same course. Yeah, we're in the same course, two different courses, but we met true friends, but get closer kind of because of societies and traveling. Yeah, because we were like (laughs) both working on the committee. Yes. And we spent a lot of time together. (laughs) But like it grew, like we grew a friendship from there. And I think I remember like Ashita as well. We spent a lot of time with her. Yeah. Nice girl. And then obviously like I think most accounting courses obviously have fun but like most accounting courses will be three years so mm-hmm. this is probably lead, like advice for second years as well 
if the course is two years, you're probably going to be applying for your a summer internship in second year. And when you're applying for the summer internship in second year, you will be using your first year grades. So well, most people told me first year grades don't count, but they yeah. don't realize it. They do count. Because when you're applying for those winter inter- those summer internships in winter next year, you'll be using your first year grades. Wow. And with the, is there like a deadline for, because like going in, like as if I'm going in second year. So would it be once I get in second year that winter, I'm applying for the summer programs? Yeah. So I think this, yeah, they, what was it? When I was in first year, no, when I was in second year, I think the applications opened maybe early December, closed kind of end of January. And then applying as quick as you can because they accept people on a rolling basis. So if you just hand in your application, like on the last date of closing, like there's a lesser probability you get the position because as well, another thing is like most people would send their application probably in towards the deadline. So then it's like harder for HR or whoever to like fill out or filter through the applications. So that's the thing. But yeah, they for accounting firms specifically, like we have like the big four. So like PwC, KPMG, Deloitte and EY, like, they're very similar in their hiring process like and a lot of people are so interested in doing the summer internships because they get the grad roles through that Mm -hmm. so like if you do your summer internship then you probably get a job offer at the end of the year which is like a lot less pressure for your final year in college then because you're not job one well and with the grad offers um is there any way of getting a grad offer without doing an internship or do you have to do an internship no definitely not no like loads of people like they enjoyed their summer like they went to america or they went on holidays yeah <laughs> went back to like their home country <laughs> like obviously you don't um like when you're in final year you do an accounting and finance you do what's called like the milk rent so then these accounting firms they all open their applications more or less the same day, close on the same date and start interviewing you the same date. So it's a very short, busy period of time. Like I know I was talking to mm-hmm. a current final year accounting and finance student today and he was saying, I think it's around the milk rounds this time and well, next week or something. Mm-hmm. And he's saying he's like two interviews for two companies on the same day. And I don't oh, actually, I don't know when I was doing it, they were online, but I don't know if they're like in person mm-hmm. again as well. So that's like obviously a lot of stress. <laughs> Honestly. And it's hard to concentrate in college, yeah. So it's like a quite a stressful period. So obviously, like the summer internships will like take the pressure off, but then there's still the grad roles, and even after the grad roles, like you could still apply for jobs after. Mm-hmm. Like they're always looking for accountants. It's like really a prosperous for <laughs> like industry. Like there's always people looking for it's high in demand. Yeah, and I'd also recommend like. Even when I did my internship in Mazars, I found like a lot of people didn't apply. Like usually with the accounting firms, it's usually your college posts. Oh, like EY is hiring, PwC is mm-hmm. hiring, they're looking for same interns. But with Mazars, they actually didn't like publicly. Like a lot of people today, they didn't apply for it because they saw something their college sent them. They actually just emailed someone in the company and then that's how they got the internship. That's it. I got it because I applied for like an admin role and they said, would you actually be interested in some internship position? And that's how I got it. Like it wasn't an actual, like how it was traditionally done with the other big four. So that's always an option. Yeah. And I think the, the non-big four are great as well. Like they're a lot like, they're still like pretty large firms. Like they're not small accounting firms by anyway, but they're very close. Like I was very close to like the partner and the senior manager and the manager. 
And I was like, yeah. whereas I felt like in the big four, you're more like closer with your peers rather than because there'd probably be like loads of juniors on your team, whereas in this other teams, it's um a lot more. I agree. Just as you were saying there, like, I'm not the biggest fan of the big four. Crazy. But I thought it's, um, it's just because yeah. of that, what you were saying, like just being friends with your peers and not being able to kind of learn from people who are older and work beside people who have more experience per se, because you're kind of, given a task and kind of do made to do it with your peers kind of the same thing and there's like a wall kind of like stopping you from really interacting with older people and partners but like you're saying in Mazars you're working with partners the tree across from them talking to them every day getting to know them and it's more like that's what a, a business environment in my head should look like where it's young and old and it's innovative but it's also there's a bit of tradition behind it there's a bit of like the tobacco bone so I really do like the versatility yeah. that you have like you have perspective on what it's like to work in a big four one of the big fours and also one a company that is big but isn't considered one of the big fours yeah like top, yeah I think it's top, top 10, 10 but anyway, it's still like within. it's not yeah as not as sectioned and you know yeah and as well I found like I remember there was a lot of like social events and there was like particular like team events so it was just like I was in the insurance team in Mazars and I think we'd have we went out once or twice maybe and I was only there for two months <laughs> and we kind of just go for like food and drink and it was like a great like opportunity to like sit down and talk with people but I don't know maybe it's because in this from the experience from like the summer internship mm-hmm in the big four it's very structured like there was like group nights out or uh, like team nights out like other departments had that but it's very like structured you're kind of experiencing the internship in big four whereas in the czars it's like less structured and it's kind of more you're just like interacted or integrated into the Mm -hmm. team rather than following like an internship structure kind of thing yeah and like I guess from Mazars would you have said you learned more than you did when you were doing your summer internship in PwC um I wouldn't say that like they're kind of like both equal like you both learn like two different things like I definitely learned a lot about audit like a very short period of time in Mazars because you're kind of like straight in and in PwC like I was it's hard to explain because I was in deals advisory and for those who don't know, in PwC's deals yeah. advisory, it's you're split into like three sub departments. So there's like corporate finance, transaction services, and restructuring. And I spent two months in PwC. One month was in transaction services, and one month was in corporate finance. So one month is not a lot of time to learn things at all. But like you still learn a lot. Like they'll explain everything to you. You can ask 101 questions, and they'll explain everything. Like they're really structured in the way and how they explain what they're doing like from the start of the deal to the end of the deal like they were really good in mm-hmm. actually explaining like what was happening so you definitely like they did well in teaching you like the absolute most you can within such a short period of time and you also learned like I think in PwC what I'd say is it was a lot because it's like a structured internship program there's like 150 summer interns and 150 co-ops so they yeah. made like a real effort to integrate you with like different departments like I remember we had this project and you'd work like it was like a cross-department project and there was like someone from internal audit my yeah. team, someone from two girls from consulting and someone from audit and then there was me and my team and it was like a great way to meet people from other departments and then you'd meet their friends and then it was a lot more kind of so then you learned about what they were doing and then how their work compared to yours and you could like have conversations about like 
and it would help you realize what you want in your mm-hmm. career and what maybe oh I don't like this in mind but you have that maybe I should go into yeah that kind of thing. like I was thinking about a career in consulting so I was constantly asking <laughs> consulting students questions I mean you were the president of the consulting society let's not yeah. let's not not yeah. say that. I was always let's I not always mention that like that career, but then I found like especially from an accounting and finance background like it just wasn't analytical enough for me like it was so mm. kind of framework and but I like the client and the project-based aspect of it which is why I went into deals advisory because I thought it had a nice balance of the analytical side of it and then people yeah. facing the project orientated like you probably spend like four or six weeks on project and then you're on to a new thing in a new industry and that's what I like about that okay I got that and just like speaking of all these internships the two different internships you've done what advice would you give to a final year student that's studying accounting and finance like what in a concern with like graduate program programs kind of take it how they could choose like what career they want to go to should they even know what they want to do like yeah yeah, so I feel like when I was during my milk rounds like um a lot of people didn't specifically know like they knew they wanted to go into an accounting firm but they didn't know what department like tax audit consulting deals advisory and they kind of all just like picked the safer options like I know in audit they hire like most of the trainees they hire would probably be in audit and then tax and then the consulting or advisory roles but like and a lot of people didn't I thought didn't take the risk like it's worth it like if you want a you want to work in consulting or advisory long term like apply for that don't just take the, the kind of safer bet mm-hmm. or like, mix it up like you can apply for like 10 different places like don't just apply for like the one role or mm-hmm. even before you apply like reach out to people on linkedin or, like your friends it, babe <laughs> yeah like reach out to people ask some questions like if that's something you're interested in before you apply for it the role you want to like I think mm-hmm. like a lot of thought needs to go into what department you're applying for do you like it does it fit you long term and will you be happy there don't forget you need to do one you, you need, need to do one, one. <laughs> sometimes like I think a lot of uh, like um, people in my year like they had their contracts pulled from them because they didn't think they're too mm. one so don't forget about that <laughs> open that book <laughs> open the box yeah yeah. but even like after like okay they didn't get their 2-1 but they still got like job like it was still easier to find or a job like going to a smaller firm yeah and work their way up it's not the end of the world today but yeah that's okay and with in terms of where you are now like you're doing a master's in smurfit which is considered just amazing congratulations on that but how how do you go about applying for the master's program and what were the requirements um yeah for accounting and finance you need your cap one exemptions so in which is kind of weird because i thought it was a bit weird because i had like people on linkedin messaging me and they had acca exemptions but they didn't have cap one exemptions and then they had to like do this course to get the cap one exemptions so for those who don't know if you're becoming an accountant you have to do yeah it's like a profession it's like law like you have to be admitted into the profession and how you do that is like passing three levels of exams so you'll do cap one you'll do cap two and then you'll do your fae and then 
if you're doing the accounting finance undergrad, you will typically have your cap one exemption and then you go to the master's for your cap two exemption. But their master's requirement is cap one. You do get yeah. ACA or ACCA. Exemption. ACCA, yeah. Yeah, but the master's wants you to get your cap ones and to get them, you need like I think over 50% in certain grades in your modules. Mm-hmm. So like that's like one of the baseline requirements. Like it, you can't get into the master's without that. So be careful with your grades again if you want to apply for a master's. And what's the um, difference between the ACCA and the CAP one? Because in my head, they're the same, but yeah. I don't. No, yeah, AC. Okay, CAP one is part of ACA, and then the other one is ACCA. And I'm actually not that familiar with their exam sets, but it's just the two different professional bodies in accounting i think there's four professional bodies but the two biggest ones would be like acca and aca who are the mm-hmm. aca or cca you're fine um so it's just like different types of accountants they're more or less the same but i think like aca is probably way bigger than acca because you need like a lot of the big four accounting firms will require you to do ACA whereas in Mazars I remember there was people who had ACCA or ACA they didn't it didn't really matter as long as you were an accountant it didn't matter what type of accountant you were but for a master's you have to be a particular type of accountant or aspiratory which I thought was I don't understand it fully but like they're more or less the same thing yeah and then I think the one advice like I remember I had a friend and they were from france and i remember they were applying for a master's and they did they applied for like so many masters like nearly 2050 i don't know they're like non-stop applying for them and i was like oh this must be like really hard to get a master's but in ireland there's not a lot of universities actually compared to other countries so like the two universities i was either going to go to ucd or dcu and because i did my undergrad in dcu i was like i'll switch up and go to ucd smurfit for my grad and the application fee is like 50 euro oh and I applied for both at the same time, even though I only really wanted to go to UCD. So I just basically wasted 50 euro on DC and just gave them a free 50 euro. So I would just say, don't make that mistake, guys. Like, apply for one, and then if you get rejected, apply for Yeah. <laughs> but it was actually very easy for accounting, especially if you come from, like, an accounting and finance background. Like, as long as you have, like, the minimum entry requirements, like, it's easy enough. I think me and my friends, we applied, like, on the Friday and got a response Monday morning. Like, it was... It was wow. And what's the fee for the Masters? How much is it? Uh, they range from probably, I think, like 7.5 up to 15. I think Smurfit or... I think Trinity Gosh. would probably be the most expensive. Uh, oh, it's like, each you get. I went to Trinity um but you if you're with big four uh definitely like pwc kpmg you'd get sponsored so they'll actually like pay for mm-hmm. half your masters okay so that's good so if you do a summer internship with them and you are given an offer and you accept it hypothetically speaking you could avail of that yeah you could get like a discounted masters okay. yeah. they also have scholarships as well like, I think there's a people in my class, a couple of people in my class, they're either on academic scholarships or they have sports scholarships. There's people who do sports on your course? Yeah, they're like on the first Premier Division football team. I don't know. I don't understand football, but. <laughs> wow! Like, so you play. Wh- pretty good, yeah. Footballers. <laughs> scholarships for it, yeah. That's great. So if they don't make it into the Premier League or whatever, 
they're sorted. Yeah. That's great. We love to see some smart athletes because they're usually not. <laughs> but just speaking on just the balance, because obviously you just graduated from accounting and finance and now you're doing a master's in accounting and finance. What do you do to balance it out? Like, do you travel? Do you read? Like, like the non-academic yeah, life. Yeah, not academic. Yeah, I definitely read a lot. I don't know why I never saw it as a hobby, but like it's definitely one of my hobbies mm-hmm. aside from like shopping. <laughs> but I think reading, it's always, it's like a nice relaxing activity. And then actually, I think I went to an event, like I went to like a private equity event today and they just kept, they kept saying, read, 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 just read everything. And then that inspired me to go to the shop and buy books. Oh, so wow. that's what I was doing before the college. <laughs> And it was a book of my manager, Mazars, recommended me. I like Barbarians at the Gate or something. I don't know. It's pretty funny so far. So I'm liking it. I love that. And in, in terms of travel, we know you travel a lot now. Let's not lie. <laughs> uh, I've lost track. I think it's probably like 15 countries. This year? October, yeah. You know, but, I'm inspired to be like you, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> accommodation I think we travel as part of a youth guide it's actually yes. like a really good it's like um we're part of like a project called Gen Z and it's essentially like you're put on this team and you have like a team about like six people and you're all from like different EU countries it's actually great you're like really mixing cultures and languages mm-hmm. and you make kind of videos like promoting uh kind of youth or young people to vote in the elections mm-hmm. and it's like it's a really good experience now. obviously like you get to travel and it's it's nice you get to see like other parts of the world you never see like we went to Catania and Catania Sicily was and amazing was, I think it was like Portugal that was really unique experience and I think it's just the people you meet there like honestly yeah the people kind of made it what it was yeah because I feel like without the people, just been like, oh, yeah, we went to this place. And well, we went to this place and we met these people. Like, I feel like every trip we went on, we met different people. And it's like, you thought, you've, you, you thought you could meet, like, you've thought you've met everyone. But then someone comes along and you're like, oh, my gosh, I really get on with this person. And it's not just um, on a business level. It's kind of on, like, a personal level. And, like, because the reason we joined was because we want to, encouraging people to vote and see the world (laughs) so i honestly um we've done both of it and i honestly don't want to stop you know because and i think i was gonna say like we both came from like business backgrounds but went to a business school and we were like definitely the minority there like everyone did like interrelations or like eu Mm -hmm. law and stuff like that so but it was nice to see like how different the team worked like it wasn't like a disadvantage Mm -hmm. to us like it still could get on and offer ideas to the team and like keep things organized but i think it was nice to like get an opportunity to explore outside your like traditional role like that was probably the first like non-business Thanks. activity or extracurricular activity i did and it was like so interesting and like, you could kind of like get inspiration from those people and like what kind of careers mm-hmm. like they're pursuing and it's just so different and then you're kind of thinking about how that applies to your life and like your future and how that just like it's a great source of like inspiration by like getting outside your comfort zone like outside your industry outside, outside your, your country exploring just completely opposite different mm-hmm. things yeah and then traveling as well like that that's a nice. muscle that you just need to continue to <laughs> grow <laughs> traveling well honestly i totally agree with it. it's a different world, world. <laughs> like 
it's even just the interpersonal skills because um, I guess in the working world, uh, especially during your internship, do you feel like your interpersonal skills were like you used that more than you would in university, like just to relate to people and kind of the work culture? Like how did you how did you navigate the work culture? And yeah, like in terms of where do you go? In terms of um, in the internships, sorry. Um, I I was actually quite I was definitely very shy in secondary school and then like during COVID it was very like, anti-social time yeah. and then I kind of like probably like it's true practice definitely like getting up meeting people like networking introducing yourself like it's definitely like a skill that has to be like grown you can start from zero like at any day mm-hmm. like it's not something you're born with no I think like definitely through society events like attending events for the first time on your own you're kind of like forced to speak with people on your own and it's kind of great I think even then like I think working in different teams as well like I remember I did this project and it was with people from different countries it was actually like before Yuka but it was like a consulting project and it was like people from like different countries and it was like the first time you're meeting them and you've like work really hard together for like a couple hours then present your project and it's just yeah, I think definitely it's like a learning thing, like getting to know people. Like it, yeah, no one's born like being able to talk to everyone, and it's definitely like practice makes perfect. Like getting into a work culture, like getting into this like professional mindset, like just like go to events, see how they act, how they like speak on a panel, like what way they speak. Kind of, they're always approachable. Like even at the end of like conferences or events, like there's always like this like networking opportunity. Opportunity, you can, like go up to talk to them, and they're like full blown adults who like their whole take your pictures and you're like inspiring to me them and it's just like a great opportunity to find out like Mm -hmm. what they're like and how you can build your personal brand or image from that exactly and that's a great way to finish us off personal branding and building that like definitely because over here we love personal branding and linkedin (laughs) we are linkedin babes and if you didn't already know now you know um, but honestly, thank you so much, Even. Um, do you have any last words for our listeners that study accounting and finance? <laughs> Don't be afraid to explore outside the traditional accounting and finance industry. Like there's a lot, like a lot of jobs, a lot of different career paths, like oh, maybe the first three, four years is so repetitive, but like beyond the training contract, there's a lot big world. I love that. Okay, so thank you so much, Even, for coming on. Um, but yeah, you can find even on LinkedIn if you have any more questions. I'd like to take a moment to just thank our sponsors, Balzi. Balzi have paid remote internships for graduates and students. If you'd like to find out more, check out balzi.com. But yeah, um, thanks guys so much for listening. I won't be here next week. We're taking a two-week break just to recalibrate. And if you'd like to have a guest on, just DM us. Thanks so much for listening.